I'd like to take you uh, to a word that God imparted to me uh, very deeply over this last week, and our text is found in Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Would you please turn there in your Bibles? And this morning, we're going to measure your mercy and figure out where we stand as people, as individuals, what God considers extremely, extremely important. And so our text begins with Jesus speaking to his disciples, his apostles. And he says this in Luke chapter 6, verse 35. We're going to go through 38, but I'm going to take you section by section. And the first section is Luke 6, 35. Let us pray. Father, give us the ability to hear what your Spirit is saying to your church, how you began your church, and how you want to see it enter into its fullness of glory. We pray that we'll respond and that your Spirit will do something today that activates us with a kingdom mindset. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Lord says this, Jesus says, but love your enemies and do good and lend. Sounds like three things we're supposed to be doing. So what are they? Love your enemies, do good, and lend. Lend what? Lend some money? Sure. Lend a hand, lend whatever you own, lend your heart. Lend your words. Be available. Be available. Do good and love your enemies. These are proactive things. These are things that we're supposed to be doing. We're not waiting for them to come to us. We are doing them. We're proactive in them. He says, expecting nothing in return. Well, that's not the American way. If I'm going to invest, I want something back. That's how we think typically, but God says no. Why? Because he's patterning this, we'll see in a minute after who, expect nothing in return and your reward will be great. So have an expectation for nothing and you're going to get a reward. We're always looking for the reward. He says have no expectation from them, but God will reward you. Greatly, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. That's what this is leading to. Displaying ourselves with the mercy of God. So let me ask you the question, does God love His enemies? Absolutely. While we were yet enemies, Christ died for us, demonstrating his love for us. Yeah, that's what the Father does. Does God do good to, to the nice people and the evil people? Even to ungrateful people? We live in a common grace on this planet. The sun shines on the good and the evil. The rains fall on the crops of the good and the evil. God blesses and pours out mercy upon good, evil, bad, anybody. This mercy of God is available to all. He gives it because that is his heart because God by his nature is good. 
And God gives, expecting nothing in return, doesn't he? And he says, that's what we're to do as sons of God. We're to act like Christ. Jesus is telling us, act like your Father. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. The topic today is what? Thank you. Mercy. The next number of scriptures I'm going to read to you are based on this one topic, mercy. What is mercy? Mercy me. What is mercy? Mercy is compassion and loving kindness and pity instead of judgment. Even to those who are guilty, even to those who are wronged, mercy. That's what your Father in heaven has given. He's given it to you and he's given it to me. Charles Spurgeon disseminated this between the matter of mercy, and the manner of mercy. The matter is very fundamental in its definition. Justification. God's mercy. He justified us while we were yet sinners. As his enemies, Christ died for us because God's mercy took our judgment and gave us life. That's mercy. That's the manner. The manner is lovingly, laying down his life for us. The manner of God's mercy and goodness is that he never runs out. His manner is to give to you. He is patient. He is long-suffering. He is gentle. He is kind. Now, every attribute I'm going to share with you about the Father is expected of us. I can't do that. He says, I know. And so in his mercy, he puts his spirit and nature in me so that now I am a son of God and I can act like the Father. And so the matter of mercy is justification, but the manner is through his blood, sweat, and tears, and death, and burial, and resurrection, and his tireless, high priestly efforts of interceding for you and I daily, so that his mercies are fresh and new for you and I. He doesn't quit on us. What manner of love is this? We can get theological, but if you forget the heart of God in his mercy for us, and that's the manner of heart we're to have for this lost and dying world. This sinful, perverse world, we're to be sharing the mercy of God. Because if God saved me from my sin, he can save you from your sin. How could we cut short any mercy to somebody else? Well, they don't deserve it. Are you going to play that? Come on. The matter of his mercy is that it is given to all, to the richest and to the poorest, to the strongest and to the weakest, to the youngest, to the oldest. He put it, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord. And you know what? God is going to put you among the people that you are prejudiced against. I'm not prejudiced. Yes, you are. We all are. 
because of our limitations, because of our understanding. I, I was in a situation once where I had no realization that I had a prejudice against certain people. I was put in this situation, and, and I was shocked to find that they loved Jesus. It was an economic status. It wasn't a racial one. I didn't know. I had prejudice against rich people. I had no idea. Probably because I'm poor. <laughs> but I remember going to a Bible study at the Gross Point Yacht Club, thinking, hmm. And I was surprised at what was going on inside of me. I didn't know it was there till God exposed it. I repented. I'm sure there's prejudice in you you are completely unaware of. Just wait, he'll show you. Because he wants the mercy to come out of your heart for others. It could be for sick people. It could be for wild people. It could be a racial thing. It could be an age discrimination. You know those millennials. Right? Come on. Yet we're to be showing this mercy as God shows it to all. The matter of his mercy is number one, it's undeserving. Because we're all guilty. And we judge others. We're so good. I have a master's degree at self-preservation. I know what I'm trying to achieve, but I judge others on what they do. A lot of grace for me. But no one deserves this mercy. But yet he forgives us countless times. God has forgiven us again this morning for what we lacked yesterday. His mercies are new each day. They are fresh. He again continues to, to draw us together. You know how you love your children. Right? Other people don't. They see the way they've acted. But you have an extreme patience for your own. Have you ever babysit other kids, yeah. other people's kids, right, apart from yours? Yours are like, mine are not that bad. Just have an attitude towards other kids. You, you don't have the same amount of mercy you do with your own kids. Has anybody, uh, am I exposing myself too much this morning? But this mercy is unmerited. And, and so how could we withhold the mercy that Father's given us to anyone else, to anyone else, to those who are clawing and scraping at trying to survive. They may have interrupted your day. To those who have accidentally smashed into your car, to those who are addicted and had stolen something from you, is mercy to be refrained from them when we've acted no differently to God. Mercy. This is a celebration of what is ours. We have such mercy. It is immeasurable. It's a boundless love. The manner of it is continual. The manner of His mercy is persistent. You can gain more through being merciful than being judgmental. The matter of it is it's unending and it is new. Not new every day as if it starts over new. There's new dimensions added to it. There are mercies of the Father from God that you and I have yet not even comprehended fully. Count your blessings. Take inventory of how many mercies God has expressed to you. And you know what? That's scratching the surface of yet what is to come. 
They're fresh and new every morning. There's a new mercy in God's heart for what you are going to do today. There's just new mercies for us. And he's trying to get his mercy established into the earth. The sun shines. The waters of the rain pour out. The crops day after day. Creation speaks of the mercy of God. How could we not? And how could we withhold it? In fact, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 5.18. All this, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God is reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins or trespasses against them. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. How many of you want a ministry? I thought that was rhetorical, <laughs> Pastor. I'm not going to raise my hand. You're going to put me to work. God is going to put you to work. Anyone that's saved has the ministry of reconciliation. This is our ministry. Every one of us, despite COVID, despite vaccinations, despite who's in the office, despite the climate of our culture, none of that matters or should hinder the ministry of reconciliation to a lost and dying world. Christ died for us and reconciled us to the Father so that he would give us the ministry of reconciliation. Now get this, tough one, hard one, not counting their trespasses against them, but showing mercy. Why? Because he did that for you and I. How dare we celebrate communion or the Lord's table? For the mercy poured out to us if we're not showing mercy to others. But pastor, you don't understand. They're rude to me. They call me names. They've ripped me off. No different than your father. In fact, that verse we read says that he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. Can I ask you, have you been merciful to the ungrateful? Yes, you don't know my mother-in-law. <laughs> Just kidding. But have we been kind to the ungrateful? Have we been kind to the evil? This is an expression of Christianity that the American church needs to be stretched into, needs to be understanding in this day and this hour. It is not about our feelings, everybody. It's not about how we feel. It's about expressing the mercy of God and how He feels towards all people. It is a love and a mercy. Now let's go on in our study. He goes on and he says, Therefore judge not, and you'll not be judged. Condemn not, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Now, he's speaking to a group of religious people. I imagine in the audience not only are his disciples, but Pharisees, Sadducees, and so forth. And by the law, 
We can see who's sinned. We can identify people's sin very easily. We're not talking about sweeping sin under the rug. Not at all. What we're talking about is speaking to those who are judged by the law and giving them mercy. And what he's doing is a compare and contrast. Judge not, and you'll not be judged. Your judgment was put on Christ. That's mercy. Therefore, explain that to others. Therefore, give that to others. The mercy you received, and you're not being judged, therefore don't judge them. Don't condemn them. It's not too late if there's breath in their lungs. Mercy can be shown to them. And it is mercy and the love of God which brings people to repentance. James puts it this way. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. If you don't show mercy to anyone, you're judging them and you're condemning them. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy rejoices over judgment. How quick we are to judge, aren't we? I don't know about you, but I so quickly and easily can judge and have, well, we put it this way, it's my opinion. Just, I just have an opinion on that. Based on my biblical concept, this is an opinion. Of course, and again, please don't misconstrue this. Of course, sin is sin. We know sin. It's identified in Scripture. It's listed. I can give you a long list of what sin is and identify it. But the point is not to dismiss it, not to put it under the rug, but to rejoice in the mercy that triumphs over the judgment. Everybody who is not a Christian is going to hell. Do we understand this? Can we get that straight? If you have not removed the sin from your life by putting it upon the cross of Jesus Christ, you are going to hell. Eternal damnation and separation from God. Every world religion, every human being that has rejected the gift of Jesus Christ is going to hell. Everyone is going to hell. We have been condemned already, John 3, 17 and 18 says. But the offer of mercy is given. And if they don't have someone who's telling them about the mercy of God that triumphs over the judgment that is upon them, then they won't come to Christ. We've got to share that mercy with them. Mercy glories, mercy boasts over the judgment. Why do you think we are going to worship Christ Jesus for all eternity? Why is it that the name of Jesus is the name above every other name of God? It is God's salvation. It is God's triumph. In Isaiah it says that judgment in, is God's alien or foreign work. God didn't create all of this to send it to the pit of hell. He's done everything he can from the day Adam and Eve fell to restore mankind. Mercy is God's heartbeat. Mercy is everything he wants this dying world to know. Can you feel this from Father? Can you see his heart? Mercy must triumph over judgment. 
How dare any of us say, ah, good, he got what was coming to him. For with the same judgment you judge, is that what you want coming back on you? Oh, would we cry out for the mercy of God on our lives. His mercy he's given me countless times when I have again knowingly rebelled against him, but his mercy comes through. How can we give any less to this world who's blind and dumb to God? Mercy triumphs over judgment. And so we conclude his statement with this. Give, and it will be given to you. Now, wait a minute. Back up. Give what? Give what? What is our theme this morning? Mercy. Mercy. So what are we to give? Mercy. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. For with the measure you use it, will be measured back to you. What's this discussion on? Mercy. Then why have we perverted this verse to mean money? Everybody stick your finger down your throat and throw up. Look what we've done to the Scriptures. Every collection time, we tell everybody that if you'll give your cash, then you're going to get money back to you. Do you think this is what is on Christ's heart? Do you think that he's trying to get your 10% of your lousy cash? Oh, I'm sorry if I'm offending somebody, but I can't help it. The heart of God is beating in me this morning to understand what his heart is saying. Give mercy! Look at if if you love the church, if you love the work of God, if you love the teaching of the gospel, if you love this fellowship, then give your tithes and offerings, please. We don't beg for it here. We figure if you are fed well and if you are pleased, you will give. And through this whole COVID thing, we've never had a financial need once. Our budgets are met. But I am not going to take Scripture and twist it to make it some kind of reward for you that it's some kind of Christian, uh, uh, um, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, where you buy lottery, the Christian lottery. I'm getting old. I saw the cards, I just didn't know what they were called. We've turned this into a Christian lottery. Give and you'll get 30% back. That's a deal, huh? Give twice, maybe you'll get 100% back. I can't wait for that cash-free fund. I've been giving all my life. And I'm still waiting for the million-dollar return. Or would I prefer the mercy that he's talking about? Amen? He says, give, give what? The mercy, and mercy will be given to you. By good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will it be put into your lap. Why does he say that? Because the custom then, they didn't have pockets in their outfits. So when they carried things, they would take their robe and extend it so that you could pour the grain and pour everything else in the robe. And if you wanted to make sure you had a robe full, you'd 
shake it together and pat it down. Put some more on. It's like when you go to the salad bar. Come on, put it on. Golden Corral, pour it on. It's a balancing act. It's going to overflow. And get this, for with the measure you use it, what? Mercy will be measured back to you. Now, God's mercy is given to us without restraint. But as you live a merciful life, the people around you will pour back to you as well. People respond to the love that you give and the mercy. Yeah, you'll get burned. Yeah, people are evil. But if you'll remember the verse began, be kind to even those ungrateful and even those evil. And yet, you will be rewarded with mercy. I consider my life, I'd like you to consider your life. I, I know where we are. I know who we are. Not many of us have a lot of cash, a lot of finance, a lot of property, a lot of, a lot of toys and a lot of things. Many of us are, are doing okay. We're getting by. But I would rather have the riches of mercy that I have today. I wouldn't do anything different than the rich mercy I have in Christ Jesus. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. God has been merciful and gracious to me. How about you? Life has given us some pretty bad twists and turns. It's wounded us badly. But many of all those things have awakened us to the new mercies of God each day. So, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. This is congruent throughout the teachings of Jesus. This is consistent with what He's talking about. We have a ministry of reconciliation, a ministry of mercy, Greater than judgment, it rejoices greater than condemning sinners. Mercy must triumph that we would save the lost and they would know the Father's mercy for the ungrateful and even the evil. And by which measure you give mercy, it will be given to you. So, get your measuring cup out. And let's figure how much mercy have you been giving? Some of you are that by the line, by the book, draw it. They're wrong. I'm not talking about fudging the lines. I'm talking about showing mercy to those who are wrong. Identifying the wrong but letting mercy rejoice to forgive. How much mercy are you giving to your neighbor how much mercy are you giving to that person in the cubicle next to you or the person now in the Zoom meeting? How much mercy are we sharing with one another and others? This is the heart of the Father so that we are called sons of God, 
Be merciful as your Father is merciful. Let's bow our heads this morning. First of all, I want to minister to anyone here that needs the mercy of God. Some of you have walked in this morning crying out to the Lord for help. And you're asking God to have mercy in your situation. And I want to compel you that according to the promises of God, His mercy is here for you. He triumphs in mercy. He rejoices in mercy. He gives and loves to pour out forgiveness because of what Christ has done. He loves to demonstrate the love of Christ for you. That Christ died for you. That His mercy is here for you. That whatever your need is, it is His delight to show mercy on you because it demonstrates His goodness and love. So I pray right now for everyone who needs the mercy of God, who is desperate, that you this morning would receive that mercy. That it would be poured out, shaken together, and pressed down into your lap overflowing. That even as you leave service today, the mercies of God will follow you. The mercies of God will solve the problem. The mercies of God will change your outlook. And you will be grateful for what God has done. I release that to you now. And if there is anyone here that does not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, His mercy is calling out to you that you would not go another moment with asking Him to save your soul. To call on that mercy that Christ demonstrated. If not, you are again left alone to yourself in your sin and judgment will bring you into eternal damnation. Come to the mercies of God. Come to the mercies of God. If there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus, simply ask Him right now, Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me of my sin. I am a sinner, but your blood, your work on the cross was for me to take my judgment that I may receive the mercy of God and have life. Be adopted as your child and be filled with your spirit. Merciful God, come save my soul. Turn to him and begin to learn of the mercies through his word.